much, Debbie. Merry Christmas. I'm going to talk briefly today um, because I know we, you see the title of today's sermon, Christmas Treasures. I know one of the best Christmas treasures for me is spending time with my family. I know you guys have that same feeling, and I know you want to get to it today. So I'll try to be not long-winded, but you never know. I could get going, right? If you start talking about Christmas treasures, there's so many awesome things to talk about. Really, though, you've got to focus in on that Christ child, on Jesus, on that baby in that manger, our Savior, Christ the King. That's where our focus is. That's where our attention is. That's where we really want to think about what we really want to think about today, that greatest gift Ever. Have you ever been given a gift that was too big? It was too much that it made you feel funny? Someone gives you something far more expensive, far more elaborate than maybe what you gave them. Something that makes you want to say, hey, that's too much. You can't, you can't do that. It kind of puts me on the spot. Have you ever thought about that with the gift God gave us of Jesus? You can't outgive him. There's nothing bigger than that. There is no treasure in this world or outside of this world that could be possibly bigger, possibly a better gift, possibly a better treasure than Jesus. But yet, the best thing that we can do, the best gift that we can give back to God is to say, I accept him. It's to say, thank you, Lord, for sending us your son, that greatest gift of all time. Thank you for sending it, and let me follow him. Let me obey him. See, that's what God is asking in return, more than anything else in the world. This is the best Christmas treasure. It's kind of like it's the gift that keeps on giving. Now think about that for a second. There's so many things you can think of now with giving the gift that keeps on giving. The first thing that pops into my mind is like the jelly of the month club uh, from Christmas Vacation. If you've never seen that movie, that's pretty funny. Um, that jelly of the month club, yeah. <laughs> a couple of you maybe. Uh, the gift that just keeps on giving. But think about that. You, you sometimes you might want to give a gift that someone has, they can show for it. Uh, if you give someone a gift like a box of chocolates, that's really great, and they can show for that until they get done eating that box of chocolates. Now, with that said, I do like chocolates. I'm not trying to say don't give me chocolates. In fact, I encourage it. Uh, but you kind of want something to show for it. Or if you give something like a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club, it kind of, every month you get a new jelly. Every month you get a new Sports Illustrated, or whatever the thing may be. It's a gift that keeps on giving. But now think about the life, the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus. If there's ever a gift that we could call the gift that keeps on giving, it is most certainly that. When we think about that gift that God gave in his son, we think about what he did in his life. We think about the fact that even after his life was over here on earth and he was resurrected, don't ever forget that part. Don't ever forget that part, the fact that the gift keeps on giving. Or what about you when you accepted the Lord into your heart? Whenever you became a Christian, 
You know that you received that gift of the Holy Spirit. You were forgiven of your sins. But that gift didn't stop there. That gift just keeps on giving, and it should every day of our lives. Yeah, the gift that keeps on giving for sure is Jesus. So today I want to look at three things. Just a few verses today. Three things that came with that gift of Christ the Lord. First, a light. We know about that light that shone over Bethlehem, but this is more of a light to share. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Now, think about this for a second. That's kind of like if you are going to give the gift of, oh, I don't know, fine china, and you just wrap that china up. Now, probably you should put it in a box first, I'm thinking, and maybe wrap that box. And then when you hand that box over, say, now be careful. Right? You don't want to drop it. You're not just going to wrap up a plate, probably, and hand it over. Uh, that could be dangerous. But yet, that's kind of like us with this light, this light of Christ in our hearts. We're fragile. We mess up. But we've got this great treasure inside of us that comes from God. But what really is that light? It's not necessarily a, a visual thing. I can't just you know, rip open my shirt and have a light shine out. It's with our actions and our attitudes. It's having our behavior match our beliefs like we've talked about all year long. This is a light that we need to share amongst our fellow man. Here's some things that this light, I think, represents. Great joy. Confident hope. Peace and goodwill. Optimism, or we can say optimistic patience. The love of Christ. That's what that light is. Now think about that in your lives right now, not just on Christmas Day. Not just last night at Christmas Eve, by the way. I thank you so much for coming out. Great turnout for that. I appreciate everyone that was involved in it. Very pleased. Not, not just that day, though. We've got to have these things all year long. We are happy people as Christians. We have that confidence that we know that the Lord's going to return for us someday, that he has given this gift to us of forgiveness, of the Holy Spirit, of, the, of a way to shine for all to see. We know that we got to have that peace, that goodwill. we got to do the right thing to people. We're not looking for things to say to people that might aggravate them. We're not looking for things to say to people that, that might hurt their feelings. We're looking to have peace and goodwill, to encourage each other in the faith. Now think about, are you doing these things? Not just on Christmas, not just on Christmas Eve, not just on Boxing Day, that's tomorrow, right? But every day. What about that optimism? Do you have that? And patience. Patience is hard sometimes for me. I want what I want, and I want it right now. Anybody else get like that? Don't raise your hands. I can tell you that I, I do. I most certainly, society today is like that. We get impatient. We want results today. But it goes back to that optimism. See, when we have the Lord in our hearts, when we let that light shine and we share it, there's nothing but optimism. Don't ever give up. That love of Christ, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than when you truly accept and understand and know what that love of Christ is. And when you have that knowledge and you have that wisdom, 
Man, things just keep getting better and better. See, the fact is, when Christ came into the world, he brought these things. And that's why that second part, I believe, today, we're going to go with that last one, knowledge and wisdom. When Christ came, he brought all these things to us. He brought this joy. He brought this happiness. He brought this love. But he also brought this hidden treasure, Colossians 2.3. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. See, Christ didn't just come to love you, but yet he did come to love you. But part of that love is that he taught us. We can look at the Gospels. We can look at the entire Bible, and we can see where the Lord has taught us. We can see all the things that he said that were recorded for us in the books of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. All the things that he taught his disciples and the people that listened to him and the Sermon on the Mount and in the last days and even after his resurrection. Think about the wisdom and the knowledge. That wasn't there before Jesus, before he was born, before he grew up into a man who was sinless and was perfect. That wisdom and that knowledge is something that we must have in our lives. It's something that we must strive for in our lives. I'm not talking about just simple book learning, folks. If you're good at math, great. If you're, better, if you're good at English, I promise you, you're better than me. If it wasn't for spell check, you probably wouldn't be able to understand half the stuff I put up on the screen. Not my best subject. Maybe social studies. That's all good. But there's nothing better than having wisdom and knowledge about the Lord. You've got to study the Word. You've got to be a part of it. Let me start this push right now. Here in January, we're going to start a, a strong push for getting back to Sunday school. We're going to call it Sunday School Go. And I want you to be a part of it. If you're not in a Sunday school class, let me encourage you to be a part of a Sunday school class. We want to know more about God so that we can know God better. That's a good place to start about it. But then that wisdom, that's part of that too. That wisdom is, goes right back to that confident hope that is that light that shines out from us. That wisdom is knowing why Jesus was born. Is knowing why Jesus died. That wisdom is knowing that Jesus Christ resurrected so that you too may resurrect someday to live with him. What a great gift to have that knowledge, to have that wisdom that he gave us. But there's more. See, all of this joy and this hope and this wisdom and this knowledge all of this love and this optimism and this peace and goodwill, it, it really leads to this one thing, life. We'll call it salvation. See, on the day that Jesus Christ was born, a chance at redemption came into this world, a chance at reconciliation with God, a chance for salvation. With salvation comes eternal life. Isaiah 33, 6 says, He will be the, the sure foundation for your times a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Folks, do you fear God? Because to fear Him is to obey Him. Now look, we don't have to be afraid, but we need to respect the fact that God has given us instructions. He has told us to be obedient to Him. He has told us that this obedience will be evidenced through the love that we share, through our behavior, through our actions, through our attitudes. But yet, that fear that we should all have is what if I don't? What if I don't follow him? What if I don't behave, act, believe 
the way that I should? What if I don't? Listen, that's where the fear of the Lord should probably kick in for every single one of us and should get us right back on track on that, that path of righteousness and help us to understand that salvation is the greatest gift of all. And now you have to accept it. And now you have to live by it. That salvation is part of that gift that keeps on giving. See, that salvation, it came when Jesus was born. That was the first part of it. This was a gift that had many parts. He taught and he died for you, for me. The Lamb of God took away our sins. We just put our trust and our hope and our faith in him. Of course, we know, like we've mentioned, that resurrection. He was born again. He lived again. He allowed us to be born again. And that salvation, it didn't, it didn't go away. It didn't go away when, when, when Christ descended into heaven. He said that promise is for you, for me, for all who may believe in him, for all who put their trust in him, for all. That, that promise is still here today. It's like Eddie mentioned earlier. Today, yesterday, forever. That's Hebrews 13.8. Plain and simple, it is here for us until the day Christ comes back for us. That's the gift that keeps on giving. So now what are we going to do? we got to understand it. we got to know it. we got to share that wisdom, and we got to shine that light for all to see because it's just too important of a gift. Have you ever gotten a really great gift and then just not told anybody about it? Just kept it to yourself. Didn't say nothing. Listen, I got a new Apple Watch from my wife. I'm very proud of it. I like it a lot. It kind of lets me know what time it is right now even. And I, I love to say, hey, thank you, Amy. Thank you. Think about that. We've had numerous conversations. Of, What's the best gift that you got? We've shared stories over the years about the different things that have happened at Christmas, sharing those stories, sharing those experiences. But what about your faith in God? Have you shared that best gift of all time? As you sit around the Christmas tree today, maybe you've already done it, and you look at those gifts underneath, just know that the best treasure has already been given, and all you got to do is accept it. It's the best gift ever. I don't have this verse up on the screen, but Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, I'm going to read it. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. He gave everything he had to get that gift. Will you? Merry Christmas. Would you please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this time.